Gaming compute, what is up? Let's see when I actually post this. But um, I wanted to talk about um, some conversations I've been having with some people from the tech course, uh, from the digital marketing tech course. Um, it's more so a, a, a Discord group um, that I don't really uh i i i log in from time to time but not super often anymore um but you know i kind of wanted to talk about the acadium experience so far um and i am i think at this point i will have posted a youtube short showing a little bit of the app Apologies, I can't really show all of the app because it shows a lot of details about my own, you know, resume and my own, you know, um, me and other people. Um, so I'm trying, I basically just showed a little bit about the, the tasks. Um, you can do courses on there for free. And they have micro tasks on there for free. And I basically hope that by now I have the short video up. Uh, hopefully it'll be edited and it'll be linked back to this podcast episode showing uh, just those two small parts of the, of the app. Um, so I realized when I came across Acadium... I don't know where I heard about it. Um, I really don't. Like, I've, I've watched so much content about um, digital marketing related topics, and it was probably through something on YouTube like that. Um, but there's just not a lot of information out there. There was one lady who was talking about um, having. Uh, an interview for an internship and she never really I don't think she ever posted a re a follow-up um, and I just stumbled upon Acadium I think during the month of October uh, I'd never heard of it before like at all um, and you know it seems like a good platform. Uh, they have an app. They have their website. They have a lot of free stuff that you can do. And so I'll just say, you know, for people who are jumping into tech, you know, one thing that I'm noticing that a lot of people are noticing is, you know, everyone's saying the same thing, you know, entry level jobs are requiring you to have like three to five years or two to however many years of experience, right? Um, and so that's a major issue. Like a lot of the interviews I was doing for sales related work was primarily, um, um, like it was, it was primarily, you know, the response I was getting was, you know, uh, that I don't have that much experience. So I can tell you, like, I think people know this by now. If you've been tuned on to here for a while, you know that I come from the mental health background. You know, I've worked in mental health clinics. Uh, if I count practicums, it's like about nine or so years worth of working in the field. And it's, uh, you know, I like it because it's something that, you know, for me, in a lot of ways, it was easy as far as developing the skills to be able to help the clients. I felt like I was good at that. I was good at helping the clients. I got good feedback from, you know, a lot of my higher ups, you know, I had a good reputation with the company overall, you know, I mean, it's one of those fields where like things go wrong, you know, so it, it's not like a perfect job. Like, unfortunately, 
you know, people and their lives and other people's lives, it, it can be a very um, dark field to work in, which is why, you know, during during the Rona, I was like, I got to get out of here, you know, um, it, it everything had shifted to a place where I was like, I don't think this is a good space for me to be spending eight hours plus a day, um, you know, and I think a lot of that had to do with me moving as well. Like, I'm not going to get too much into that, but, you know, moving back to LA from San Diego was a big difference because most of my social support circles that kind of understand the psych world are all in San Diego. So it's like, it was easy to just go out like two, three times a week, you know, and talk to people who kind of get it because everyone I knew pretty much was working in the psych field to some extent. Um, versus in LA, you know, my life in LA is not like that. Like I have friends in LA, but you know, everyone, LA is different from San Diego. You can't just go have coffee. Like, am I really going to drive like 90 minutes in traffic to just go grab a coffee real quick, paying like $20 parking and then driving all the way back home for that? You know, it's like versus in San Diego, everyone I know lived like 15 to 20 minutes apart. So you could just easily meet up on the fly. Um, everyone I know in and not everyone, other than the people I know who live in my immediate city, most people are spread out. Um, and so it's just a different environment, a different culture. Um, people I know here, everyone kind of moved back home to LA. So everyone's kind of like doing their own thing, kind of like hustling, getting, getting, getting things like reset and, you know, working on, on the next phase of their life, like versus in San Diego, everyone I know is established in psychology and pretty much only in that field and everyone's pretty recently licensed and like moving up in the psych field. And I was like, you know, that's not for me. So I gotta, I gotta get out of here and do something else. Um, so that's kind of some background on that, how I ended up kind of getting into this tech route. You know, I, I always found myself, you know, even when I have, you know, when it was between grad school programs or, you know, practicum programs or whenever I had like more free time, I found myself always like engaging in these projects online and stuff. And that's kind of where most of my interest was like, I, you know, outside of the psych field, I was like, well, I have this other interest over here that I'm not pursuing at all. Um, so I was like, let me just pursue it because it's the only other thing I really want to pursue. Um, and I might as well because you know, if I'm practicing it on my own, like, at least I have some, some background in it over the years with little projects like, you know, logo design, web design, all the way up to like, you know, a lot of blogging, podcasting, obviously, you guys know about that. And then, um, like, e-commerce, like, um, and I do like the aspect of sales, you know, it really does kind of tie everything in together with digital marketing, like the, the combination is great, but uh, I want to talk about Acadium more. Um, I don't have anything negative to say, um, but I was just noticing there's not really a lot of information out there and a lot of people uh, who are trying to get into the tech world um, are really struggling to, you know, find work. Um, I know the tech sales course that a lot of people took um, seemed like a lot of people were getting hired quickly and they highlighted a lot of people. Like, I'm not saying, I'm not saying that they lied. I'm not saying that the course lied. I'm not saying that at all. But I think, you know, coming from like a maybe statistical perspective, perspective you know, when you have a whole ton of people flooding into into a boot camp for one field and you have like hundreds of them i don't know if it's thousands but hundreds of them you know you're gonna have a lot of people getting employed because there's hundreds of them that are newly trained that are finding work uh that makes sense to me because there's so many of them and you know the boot camp now has a reputation like you know the last place I interviewed at um told me that they had interviewed someone else from the same boot camp and they're like yeah I, the same they gave that person the same response you know like I feel like you need more experience and the reason why I mentioned you know being from the mental health world you know um 
there's a lot of overlap you know there's a lot of like you don't really prospect for clients necessarily you're not really doing all that research usually they walk into the door needing help or someone refers them and then you have to do like a screening process and there's a lot of like um you know the the intake process that takes a while um but because there was a lot of crisis management going on uh, our intake process was I slower than what I would have hoped for the clients but like the people who were being prioritized for that day uh, were gonna see the psychiatrist and get a prescription and you know after the treatment team which was usually within a week they would be assigned to who who they need to start seeing and start group therapy individual therapy connect with case management get connected with all these other providers who were gonna like correspond with our staff you know we would all collaborate with people all over clinics all over san diego everyone was collaborating on the same cases sometimes um between hospitals crisis centers like everything so we kind of had like all these records and uh it was just the whole thing but um there was that kind of aspect of like working with clients kind of like having to provide a service you weren't really pitching it too much because they came in needing you like it wasn't like we were ever at a point where not that i remember where we were like trying to find clients because we needed more clients usually we needed more staff if anything we needed more staff not more clients um but our caseloads were insanely high i i still question how ethical that was but you know kind of learned not to really talk too much about it because people kind of don't really want to give an answer but I don't think I don't think it was fair to the clients to have so many clients but at the same time at least we got to we did the best we could that's all I can say um but um yeah there was a lot of overlap with the sales aspect you know working from the care management perspective uh because we were basically contacted by the insurance who would give us a list of people who qualified for the services we would provide them and those people we had to kind of it was like cold outreach to them like maybe they got something in the mail but you know how it is when you get stuff in the mail from like your insurance if it's not a bill you're just kind of like another form of like you know they're telling you something and you're like i don't know what this is and you know so by the time we got around to contacting them they some of them might have remembered receiving something in the mail but most of them were like i don't even know what you're talking about who are you you know so we did have like a, a what do you call it like a script that we were supposed to read and so that part of it was a little bit salesy like i learned quickly that that script was not going to work <laughs> um you know the whole background of talking about like who i am and why where you know this you know enhanced care management program from blah blah blah, blah and saying all the stuff and, like people just hang up they're like i don't know what you're talking about you know like so i had to change it and basically i learned to just say you know um you know i said my name uh who I'm calling for, why I'm calling, the name of the company I'm calling from, and the exact services that we can offer. Do you need help? Like I would start with the stuff that people usually need. Do you need support with finding food? Do you need support with finding shelter? Do you need support with calling your doctors about your medications? You know, like calling and making appointments calling and scheduling transportation to and from appointments that's covered by your insurance stuff like that like tell them what they need to know you know don't start the whole script like talking about all the background of how this company was formed like nobody cared about any of that um you know and with the way scam scams are these days you know with elderly people because a lot of them were elderly you know we're calling them like oh we're calling from your insurance and asking all this personal information about like your medical and psychiatric history and stuff it's like it kind of takes a bit to kind of get people to trust you to do that you know and i kind of saw that within the first like day or so i was like 
you know, that was my first experience, like, cold calling like that, but within the first day, I was like, the script is not going to work, you know, because people are so turned off by it or just think that we're scammers, and it sounds, like, I thought about it, and I was like, if somebody was calling me saying this, I wouldn't want to listen to what they had to say, I'd just be like, what the heck is this, you know, <laughs> what are you talking about, um, you know, we couldn't even easily Google it, like, the website was weird, so you couldn't even, like, Google uh, the name of the company, like, it didn't come up in a Google search, so that wasn't good either, you, like, you'd have to, like, send them the direct link by text or whatever, it was, it was a mess, but anyways, like, that was, that was the experience that I had, was mostly cold calling, you know, client retention, um, but that wasn't considered sales experience enough, um, and so, you know, um, I was kind of met with, you know, get, get different experience. Like on the sales end, you know, I was needing more experience and on the digital marketing end, cause I was pursuing them kind of at a similar time frame. Um, it's just, it's, you know, trying to land, land gigs, basically, uh, land work, uh, where people need you. And so, you know, I really took to heart a lot of the recruiters advice and I'm like, okay, if they keep saying I need experience, let me freaking go get experience, you know? And so that's how I stumbled upon Acadium and I'd never heard of it. Like, and when I went to try to find, you know, content on it and people talking about their experiences, there really wasn't much. And so I'm like, well, let me just talk about it. I'm not going to talk about the details of anything that I'm involved in or what I'm doing or anything like that. I'm just going to talk in general about uh, my experience with it, um, with trying to like get involved with it. I first poked around on the website a lot. I guess I'll, I'll be honest. My honest opinion was um, the first thing that came to my mind was uh, like another resume to upload and like you know, if you've been through the whole process of, like, you know, I spent the summer building out my LinkedIn, um, you know, I had to, like, learn LinkedIn, basically, like, I'd used it way back in the day, but I've been working in the same field for, like, nine years, I haven't needed it, you know, like, I wasn't planning on needing it anytime soon, so I had to learn, like, the updated stuff about it since, like, a decade ago, almost, and so that took me, like, a lot of summer to kind of, like, slowly build that out, and um well maybe two months not like the whole summer but maybe two months and then you know to learn about like you know uh, how to get eyes on your account just organically you know you have to engage with with the platform and so I started reposting not all the time but when I remember to repost stuff I would repost I, I really don't want to write my own content on there because I'm writing content all over the place so I was like, let me not create another place to write content. Uh, built out my LinkedIn, like the bootcamp recommended. Um, um, and then, you know, the instructor for the digital marketing, you know, he kind of seemed to go off on his own route, promoting his own new courses, his new course that just came out. And then um, talking about, his, you know, upcoming plans and trying to talk a, talk a little bit about the digital marketing course through the boot camp, uh, but he seemed to kind of be veering way more towards his own thing, um, which is fine. I'm, you know, I'm not knocking it. Everybody's got to do what they're doing, what they need to do. Um, so he went his route and I've kind of seen, like, I follow his content. I followed him even before he was the instructor even before I was engaged with this boot camp, because like I said, I've been involved online for a while now doing projects. So I found his content like way back in the day and I liked it and I, you know, would pop in and out with his content. So I was very familiar when I saw him, you know, in the boot camp. I was like, oh yeah, this guy's like a famous YouTuber and like has a popular course and everything. Um, and so I respect his work. It sounds like, you know, people who come out of his, uh, his course, um, quite a few of them say that they've, uh, obtained SEM roles, um, I believe, 
and they talk about that process. I think it was him who, I think it was his course that people had taken, but, um, yeah, like, just trying to get experience, you know, like, what are you going to do? Just be like, doing whatever so i kind of went through what this instructor was saying he's like you know start building out your own platforms uh, your own content on platforms and i i started kind of steadily doing podcasting since probably 2020 just because i mean that's how like what else was i supposed to do like i couldn't do anything we were in a lockdown you know so what else was I supposed to really do? Like, I couldn't go out and do much. So I was like, well, if I got to stay in, I'll be productive and do stuff I like staying in. And so I learned about podcasting. And it, there's still not a lot of information actually out there about podcasting as well. That's something else I'm noticing. There's there's a lot about e-commerce, about dropshipping, about um, online stores, Um there's becoming more content about uh, medium blogging and like copywriting, but still it's not always super clear. Copywriting, it seems people have methods that are working more um, with outreach compared to blogging. It just seems like you really kind of have to know what you're doing um, more as far as getting organic traffic. I mean, if you're talking paid traffic, I've I've dabbled with paid traffic and it definitely makes a huge difference. So, you know, if you have that money to be spending on paid traffic to try to monetize things uh more quickly, I, I feel like that does work if you're kind of in a niche where people are actually, you know, following your content in the first place. Um paid traffic definitely works. Um I've seen a lot of results with paid traffic. Um, but I'm not really into it because that's not really what I'm trying to do at the moment, but, you know, I just kept with the content, you know, blogging, starting to blog more, probably don't post as much as they say. I'm more into podcasting. I don't only podcast on this channel. I podcast on other ones that I don't. Um, it just kind of depends what I'm talking about. Um, this one's more specific for digital related content. The other ones are just other hobbies. Um, so um, when I stumbled upon Acadium, I was like, you know, it seems like a like an option, you know, and it's free. So I was like, okay, you know, I'm like, you know, the boot camp wasn't free. Uh, it was affordable, but it wasn't free. Um, it was like a little under 500 bucks, which isn't free, but I mean, that's not bad because a lot of them are uh, 1500 to like $10,000 a lot of times. So, you know, which is fine, you know. Education is usually going to cost money these days. It makes sense. Um, but yeah, once I got a better understanding with Acadium and got my profile built out on there and kind of saw that they had some free courses, looked through some of the free courses. I was pretty uh, surprised to know that a lot of what the bootcamp taught was pretty on point with the free courses, but you can still do them. Uh, another thing I do like about Acadium from the free version is they also have... Um, like a, what do you call it? Like they call them micro tasks. So basically people might need like a blog post or like a, a podcast episode to be edited or um, a logo design or, you know, any type of digital marketing task. Um, people can post them up there for someone else to do, for students to do. And you can basically for free, build out parts of your portfolio by doing these micro tasks like it's not you're not hired you're not like getting paid for it but you know if you have like a specific focus that you're trying to go to like maybe if you're trying to blog you know it makes sense to follow what the instructor was mentioning about you know building out your own portfolio and just i mean 
doing projects online is free, you know, you know, starting a YouTube channel is free. TikTok is free. Instagram is free. You know, podcasting for now, it's free. You know, all of these platforms, they're free unless you get into the pro version of it or something, but they're free to post at the moment in this time. They're free. Um, a lot of the platforms are changing. Like Medium, for example, you have to pay a $5 subscription now to be uh, to be in the, I think it's, I don't know if it's called the promotion program, but um, to actually get monetized, you actually have to pay a $5 subscription fee monthly. And that's not too bad. Five bucks isn't that bad. Um, and you only really get paid for the other subscribers who pay $5 a month who are reading your content. Um, that's how you get paid on Medium now. That just recently changed. Spotify for podcasters recently changed. Um, that to be monet to get the ads for monetization, you have to have at least a thousand listens per month instead of the. I don't know if it was one hundred or two hundred before, and then before that they didn't really have that. You just got to post ads and make money, just you know, based on the CPMs on your own. Uh, so they've changed that a lot since like about March or April this year. That started changing and they've changed it twice since then. So you got to look out for these platforms. They're trying to make money on their ends, which I get, you know, the economy. Um, but yeah, I think as a free resource, Acadium's good. Um, at least to try to build out your profile with the free options they have as far as courses, learning, and doing tasks. If you have no one else to do tasks for, you can do them for free. They also have an internship program that I am starting in, and they, you know, you have to go through an interview process, and it's 10 hours a week and two hours a week with the person who hires you. And, you know, so it's it's time out of your week, but it's direct experience with whatever it is that you've uh, set out to do and you know you got to treat it like a job you know that's what it is it's a job you know um, I come from the psych world you know we work for free in the beginning you know I was lucky in psych to I think I first had a 100 or 200 I think I had a 200 dollars stipend a month at my first practicum and my second practicum practicum I think we had a $100 stipend a month. Most of my friends and colleagues and other people I knew from from universities didn't have any kind of a stipend. And back in those ancient days, it paid for my gas. So um, it was better than nothing, but I think, uh, I don't remember the timelines. I want to say the first practicum was... 20 hours a week for 10 months and the second one let's say it was let's say it was like 24 hours a week for 12 months I really don't remember uh the exact details but I think those were the hours so we we were basically working for free uh for like a part-time job uh and it was very intensive work like you're working with clients like directly and you have supervision and you still have a full caseload a course load and you get your own caseload and you've got your own classes and a lot of people still have to work. So it's like, where do you find time in the day to do all that? God only knows, but somehow people, you know, we pulled it off, but, um, that's how I got started in psych though. It was almost two years of working for free while going to school for however long I was in school, which was like absolutely forever. So, um, I don't, I don't mind working for free. That's not like an issue. Um, I mean, it is an issue, but it's, it's not an issue. You know, if it leads to something, it's not an issue. Um, if it leads to at least someone who could say that I did a good job at something, or at least I know that I learned something that I didn't know before, um, after three months of being engaged with something pretty in intensively, um, that's worth, that's worth my time and energy. Um, and I hope it's worth it for the other parties involved as well. But um, I don't know of any other sites like that. Um, I think Acadium also has some kind of pro version. I don't remember what it's called, but 
uh, I don't have it right in front of me right now, but it's a version where you can set up a set up a call with um, a type of a recruiter, and you know you get more access to more uh, potential uh, projects, I believe. And I do think you can do more than one internship. I don't quote me on that, but I do think you can do more than one. And so if you really want to have like a 20 hour volunteer week, um, you can, you can do 20 hours worth. Um, and like I said, for 90 days and there's a contract and, um, yeah, like I, you know, I, I have faith in processes where you learn uh on the spot that's how it works in psychology you learn before you do and then you learn as you do and you are you're paying more money than you're actually making uh in the beginning whether that's through bills for your for your courses like school fees um whatever it may be I mean, we're in a day and age where you can like drive Uber Eats and, you know, or drive Uber or take like jobs that, yeah, I'm not saying they pay like great, but it's like, you don't have to like have a job where you, where your hours aren't flexible at all. Um, You do have a lot of opportunities like that to work for like Instacart or something like that, where you can bring in money on the side and not have to worry about you know, depending where you live or what your living setting is. Um, if you're in Southern California, honestly, Uber Eats is not going to cut it if you're trying to like pay for an apartment. But uh, if you live with people, it's a whole different thing. Uh, you can afford more when you live with more people paying uh, for your living space. And um, I can't recommend the roommate route. I don't think that's for everybody. Uh, but that's really the only thing I can say is that, you know, it, you kind of have like a, it's a bit of a time investment, uh, a time and energy investment. But if you're not used to that, I think that that's something that would be a challenge. I'm used to that. You know, I come from a field that that's very normal that you work pretty much for free for two years, you know, uh, of intensive work. It's not like easy work. I mean, if you can imagine, you know, um, you know, working with homeless pop populations or people who have a lot of like brain damage issues or other emotional issues, and you're trying to like take them to get food stamps and driving them around town and taking them to the DMV and, you know, managing anything that comes through the door, as well as, you know, having to like still work out and eat and feed yourself and manage your own finances and your own social life and everything you know like you know when you're when you're put up to it you'll you'll usually rise up to the occasion of what you're supposed to be doing most of the time and if you know what it looks like when you can't you got to really know what it looks like when you can't you know um that's all i would really say um if you kind of know those things you'll you'll be fine but like, you know, it's fine to be stressed, but you don't want to be like stressed to the point where you're like not functioning um, or not able to recover during a weekend period of time. If you get to a point where you can't recover over a two day weekend, things probably aren't balanced enough. Um, and, you know, but I don't know, as far as the Acadium experience, um, I'm not done with it, so I can't really say 100% like do it, don't do it, but um, it's an option, it's there. Um, I don't know of that many other options like it. Um, I don't know of other platforms like it where you can just, that aren't like super saturated. It doesn't feel to me like it's super saturated. Um, the swiftness of the responses and things are uh i don't feel like i was waiting that long i don't remember how long i waited 
Um, I don't even think it was two weeks. Um, maybe a week. I really don't know the timeline. I'd have to look back at the emails. Um, but I want to say like a week. Um, and I don't know any other way to start an internship faster. Because um, usually if you go through like, like they do have them on LinkedIn and Indeed, but it's almost just like job applications where you don't know how long they're going to take to reach back out to you. I feel like Acadium was faster. Uh, that's just my experience. I don't know. And, you know, with the job market and the tech market and the economy as it is, things saturate pretty quickly. So uh, I'm just wanting to post this for people um, from the boot camp because I know people are looking for routes. This might be a route that might work for people um, just to get a foot in the door somewhere. Um even if you're not doing an internship, you can still uh, get in, involved in projects through the micro tasks. Um, at the very least, you can just do that for free and you can take the courses on there for free. Uh, a lot of people were saying that through the bootcamp, there's only two people that at least are on YouTube who have explained you know, their process of getting work through the digital marketing side of things if you can cite it, if you compare it to the sales side of things, like definitely there is a huge difference there. But um, I think with digital marketing, really the only way to really um, learn is to do the tasks. Like you learn, you learn the nonsense that's involved with TikTok. You know, if you're trying to run a store on, you know, if you're trying to run a Shopify store and promote your ads on TikTok and everything's getting banned, you know, they don't teach you that in the courses, you know, they're like, oh, like, yeah, use TikTok for social media. And, you know, if you're with e-commerce and starting a Shopify store, you can like post ads on, on TikTok and you can create ads using CapCut and like, yes, you can, this is all true, but do you know how to get around the bans of every, every stupid thing? They ban everything. TikTok is pretty strict. I wasn't even posting anything that was like that I would have even thought could have been an issue. Um, I've talked about some examples, but I think Facebook has some examples where you can't show, like in your ads, you can't show any kind of like body parts. So say if you're selling like beauty products and like some somebody said that like, let's say for example it was somebody putting on lipstick so it's like showing their face and then like that got banned because of the like, facial features being shown or or something or people putting on lotion on their arm or something it's like come on you know um i posted an ad on tiktok uh for tiktok shop um uh i started using tiktok shop for a shopify store and just like something that I was posting had the color silver. That was the, that was the color. It was silver colored, but it took me like probably an hour and a half to figure out that the ad was getting banned because they thought I was trying to sell silver and you're not allowed to sell things like diamond, silver, gold. You're not allowed to sell that. But I was like, no, it's the color silver. So I had to like put the name, I put silver color and then that got accepted. It's like things like that that you would never know or you would never think about, you know. Um, so. Um, yeah, you kind of have to do it just to learn. And until you're in the process of actually like starting and completing projects, um, there aren't that many people who talk about things. I, I try to talk about it. Like I talked about the the issues with Shopify and the payment gateway issues that happens with, I think it happens with eBay too, but it's like, people don't know that, you know, if you have, if you're drop shipping through, you know, shipping through China, you know, I think you have to have more than half of your pro your products placed in the U S shipping from the U S if you have 10 products you're selling and 
only four of them are from the U.S. and six of them are from China, then that means the majority are from China, meaning that PayPal is going to hold your money for 180 days. It's like, you know, it's almost half a year, you know? It's like, how are you going to run your dropshipping company if they're holding all your money, you know what I mean, for fraud protection and things like that? So you have to learn which payment gateways are going to work best or you know how to like source your products and all there's so much you have to learn that like you're not just going to learn just by you know looking at like somebody you know with a powerpoint explaining like oh you can use shopify like yeah i know but like when you get in there like how do you make money you know um how do you get traffic how do you get eyes on your products how do you make sure that you know you're actually making a profit after the actual shipping and the taxes and you know the cost of like you know a 40 dollar a month you know subscription fee it's like you got to take all that into consideration it all costs money sometimes you know so you know that's the stuff they don't teach you in the courses they'll put the ideas out there of like okay do this you can you can make a blog you can make a podcast you can make an e-commerce store you can do more than that but you know how do you deal with the walls that come up and you have to kind of just figure out a way past that um i try to whenever i figure something out i try to post about it because i'm like man if i'm coming across this other people are too um and yeah, I've talked about Biehezo's course. He had a good course. Um, you know, taking courses, following the instructions, and just dealing with all the issues with the platforms, that's going to be um, the biggest obstacle. That's the, probably the biggest obstacle that I faced is all the errors and things getting banned. And, oh, there's too many Instagrams. You can't have another Instagram account now. And, this one shut down for whatever reason they decided to shut it off and whatever you know um something gets demonetized for some reason out of the blue or platforms are just changing and now this one costs more money and whatever that's kind of more of what i run into um so i do try to talk about those processes on here but when it comes to like you know, going from, I think you can go from there and, you know, you've developed skills from a certain point and you can work for free for somebody else to, you know, whether they're going to vouch for you or you can at least say that you did it. Um, that's experience, right? Like you can have experience on your own that you're doing solo. And then once you get more comfortable with it, then you can start jumping into other projects for other companies. Um, for the people who are purely on the digital marketing side, I would say that learning about prospecting and, uh, cold emailing and cold, um, uh, cold DMs, like through like Instagram, social media, through LinkedIn, um, those are very helpful, um, skills to learn in addition to, you know, the digital marketing skills, because, you know, it helps you to be able to market yourself in addition to, you know, relying on the, on trying to get paid work or applying to jobs the classic way. I think once you learn the skills, you can freelance and go into work for yourself and find your own, you know, clientele, your own customers. You don't really have to rely on other companies to hire you. Um, I'd say I've had digital marketing gigs and I don't think I've ever directly worked paid for a company. Um, they've been short term gigs, but paid. And I don't think I've ever worked for an actual company where I put in a job application and they contacted me back. It was more like word of mouth. People are like, I'm starting this business. I need you to, you know, can you run up this, you know, page? Can you, you know, I need help with a website, I need help with a logo, I need help with a, you know, landing page, I need help with a couple blog posts, I need help with, you know, setting up a blog, you know, um, whatever it may be, like, I was kind of more on that end, um, and, you know, 
this was like way back in the day guys like you know i was using like zero 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 web hosts and all this other stuff but you know there's plenty of free ways of learning out there that you don't have to pay a cent to learn at least something basic and then you can just keep building but it's i do agree with the instructor you can't really learn this in a in a college course like i think the marketing side you definitely can but the digital marketing side things move so fast like like i explained between between april of 2023 and now we're in november of 2023 you know spotify for podcasters has changed like two times already you know it's like a completely different platform now from when it was anger.fm like it's not even like the same like it's completely changed and just since i started using it in 2020 it's completely changed like it there's nothing about it other than like the login information that's similar and i don't know it's kind of that that is another part that i think is challenging other than like how different sites might ban you for different little things and trying to figure out your way around like all the like ways to kind of like i'm not saying manipulate the system but just you know if you know you're in the right like i was saying like with the tiktok you know shop and like posting an item and it's just because the color sounds like i'm trying to sell like a precious metal or something like they don't read the whole the whole title you know like i wasn't selling anything that had any silver in it it was all plastic you know um but yeah like things like that like and then the platform's changing and the price the price is changing for the subscription fees or the monetization process is changing or the algorithms changing um all that kind of stuff is what i'm noticing with digital marketing related tasks and projects that is one of the biggest challenges or two of the biggest challenges i guess i would say um but um I don't know if I'm going to post much more about Acadium on here. I would say, you know, people kind of might have to check it out for themselves because I, I really don't, I don't like saying, I don't like talking about my experiences with things when I'm not fully done with them, but I also haven't had a bad experience with it yet. So I can't really say, and there's not enough information out there. There's not enough data to really go by to of people who are talking about this platform. Um, but I did mention, right, you could talk to a recruiter. The recruiters um, get you connected with some kind of pro. I think, I think there's like a private Discord or some kind of group that you could be involved with. Um, if you're more specifically interested in copywriting, I would recommend like Tyson 4D, the, the number four and the letter D. And then um, Kevin Wagner, uh, they're kind of rock stars right now with the amount of free content they're creating. I think they both came out of Andrew Tate's Hustler University, and they kind of made a better version for free. Um, if you follow the steps, you do get some kind of results. I'm not going to say that you're at the point where you're making like 10000 a month, like within a day or whatever, but you know learning cold emailing and doing the prospecting and you know within a niche that you know and learning how to write seo content and other types of content and learning how to create ads whether it's the templates for the emails or you know the actual wording um and trying to like promote your services like it definitely works it definitely works i think it might also depend on the niche that you're in if you're trying to get companies to pay you if it's in a niche where people don't have money uh they're probably not going to pay you um or if it's in a niche that where, where they might not really need you that much to be writing that much like email copy you might not have a lot of work so um a lot of people are going in uh in the direction of like uh, like fitness, personal development. A lot of that's um, helpful for the new year too. Like right now, 
I'm thinking more along the lines of, oh, I have been for a while, of uh, like holiday sales, Black Friday, Cyber Monday, you know, that's kind of like where I'm at with it. Um, Just kind of going in that direction, you know, selling services for a little bit cheaper, just because everyone's doing everything at a discounted rate, so why shouldn't I? Um, And then, you know, getting more eyes that way and you know considering the trends that are just kind of going on culturally um i'm not talking about like political stuff necessarily but um the trends like you know it's gonna be thanksgiving it's gonna be christmas it's gonna be hanukkah it's gonna be the new year uh fitness is a good one for the new year um I'm pretty sure there's a lot of personal trainers out there that need landing pages and all kinds of, you know, sales funnels and things like that. Like if you can do that kind of stuff, you know, and create case studies and have some form of a portfolio, like you can build that really quickly. If you just sit down and do it, you got to just sit and do it, you know, turn off everything else. Like I agree with what Tyson said, you know, like got to get off the video games and you know, get off of YouTube and Netflix and all that and just sit and freaking get the work done. And you'll have, in no time, you will have a lot uh, of of content. You'll have a lot of examples, case studies. Um, you can get plenty of case studies going through Acadium if you, if you go and you just do a bunch of micro tasks. If you do like one micro task even a week, you'd already have four within a month. You know, if you do two in a week, you'd have eight within a month. You know, if you do three within a week, that's 12 within a month. You could already have 12, you know, pieces of content for, you know, a case study to put towards your portfolio and promote what you're doing. I mean, I'm not saying that, you know, it's not stable, you know, relying on digital marketing companies to hire you does seem more stable but at the same time like everyone's mentioning it's harder to get hired and a lot of times the ones who do want to hire you don't really want to pay you that well like um living in LA if you're if you're making or even Southern California in general if you're making under like $40 an hour you're you're probably not going to be able to afford anything um I mean I've mentioned it before, like, it's really hard to find apartments in a non, in a, in a less competitive range under $2,000. Like, you could probably find something 700, 1700, 1800, maybe 1500. That's kind of pushing it. Uh, I'm talking studios. I'm talking studios in Southern California, guys. Like, it's not pretty. Um, but if that's what you got to do, you know, you got to do those numbers, you know. You know, if you're making $15 an hour, that's not going to pay your rent. You know, if you have a car, you know, gas is super expensive. Um, I don't need to get into it. You know, you already know. Like, I don't have to tell you, but I'm just saying, like, depending where you live, you can't live off of what what some of these places want to pay you. But sometimes you have to take it and not think about it like this is what I want to live off of. You're thinking of it like I have to build my career from here. Like, there are plenty of fields where you build from the bottom up. You know, you're not handed, like, a six-figure job, you know, right when you graduate. You know, you know? you're not, like, in engineering or uh, nursing or some fields where it's, like, yeah, you grind in school, but you've got a little bit of a quicker route to a direct high-paying job um, versus, or even higher high-paying internships versus... You know, in some fields, you've just really got to work your way from the bottom up. Uh, that's how it was in psychology. You work your way from the bottom up. You're not, you're not handed like, you know, a private practice once you get a bachelor's degree. It's like that does not exist in any way that I've seen. I've never seen that happen before ever in my life. I've never heard about it either. There's not even an ethical version by which people can do that, I, I don't think. But um, at least not in the U.S. Uh, you might be able to do like life coaching or some kind of personal development thing along those ends pretty quickly. 
but also if you can't market your services or if you're not part of like some kind of program that markets your services I don't really know how uh, that's gonna work if you don't know how to market your own self then you're gonna be stuck having to you know apply for jobs that other people post basically um, so I would say you know that's a good skill to learn in, a, in addition to digital marketing like tasks and projects uh, learning the actual you know methods of marketing your services you know getting traffic to your services you know building an email list even if you're doing it from scratch like scraping emails off of LinkedIn or wherever the heck you're scraping them off of you know Facebook or whatever um you know learning how to do that learning how to use CRM software learning how to email blast if you really have to do it that way once you have a list and you know there's a lot there's a lot that goes into it if you're doing things for yourself and it's it's a pretty steep learning curve you know uh i think a lot of times when people you know, we got to pay attention to, you know, a lot of, I'm not saying that the courses lie or that the boot camps lie, but they're not going to be interviewing people and posting them on YouTube saying like, oh, it took me like over a year to get work. And I had to build and scrape off of this thing and do all this. Like they're going to talk about the people who did it fast. They got the high paying job fast because that's how you market your boot camp. There are people that do it fast and it works fast and it's easy and smooth for them, but I really don't know the percentage because um, it sounds like all the people they were interviewing and when you look at the early interviews, uh, a lot of it was for sales and a lot of it was early. Uh, IT seems to be the next uh, with Josh. I always mess up his name. Is his name Murdoch? Uh, Josh. Um, but he's the IT professional, and he's got his boot camp now. I mean, you got to pay attention to that side of things too. I'm not saying that people don't graduate and don't get high-paying jobs because there are plenty of people that we all talk to on a regular basis on Discord that got hired right away. Um, but. You know, there are plenty of people who say that they've applied to like 100, 200 jobs, maybe got like six interviews or something like that. Um, that seems to be now what the common number is, at least for the sales. For digital marketing, I don't even know if there are that many uh, decent paying jobs out there unless you're finding them yourself. Like you, people need the help. You just have to find the people that need the help and they have to know you exist. Um... I mean, I'm not saying don't go on Indeed or ZipRecruiter or LinkedIn and apply that way, but um, I think it's it's beneficial to learn the skills to market your own services. You know, you can start up your own agency once you kind of have things settled uh, for yourself um, and you know what you're doing and you can train others to do the same thing. It's not like it's going to happen overnight, but... If you put in the work, you'll have at least results to show. You'll have knowledge to show. You can teach. You can train other people. You can just put up a podcast like I have and just ramble about it and complain about it if you really want to. Um, <laughs> have your own platform to complain about things that you don't like. But um, I mean, I like Acadium so far. I don't have anything really to say negative about it. But as far as talking about my whole process, that's kind of my whole uh, mindset around it is you know you got to kind of leverage what's available if the jobs aren't available go get another job that you don't want and you know do stuff for free make sure you have the time and energy to be able to do stuff for free while you're while you're paying your bills um a lot of professions are like that you know it doesn't sound glamorous you know uh when people want to work remotely it doesn't sound glamorous to um tell them that you know it might take a year you know that doesn't sound glamorous it sounds glamorous hey take this course it'll take you three months and then you can get a job that that pays you at least 60k starting that sounds great you know but uh if the percentage of people aren't doing it uh you still got to find methods 
to use that are working that people are doing and use those methods and try them yourself like actually putting in the work and seeing what does work for you and what doesn't work for you you won't know otherwise but um i'll see if i post more about this i might not post more about acadium but i'll start posting more of these general ideas again i like talking about this kind of stuff and uh anyone celebrating any holidays have a happy holiday Thank you.